It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. All right, folks, it's take two. You don't need to know that, but we like to be very honest with you. Here at the Sports Stump, it is the final Sunday of the NFL week's final weekend of the NFL uh, season. And so for that, like we've been doing most of the season, we are bringing in the football consigliere, pro football max to guide us through these games. Something at stake in almost every game today. We'll get right into it with the uh, Kansas City at Las Vegas. Now, this could have been a crap sandwich game, but due to a lot of circumstances and DeMar Hamlin, thank goodness you're doing well. But back to the game. Number one position at stake here in this game. Spoiler for the Raiders. This is the kind of game I feel like they win because it only hurts their draft spot. Yeah, you know, there's um with Kansas City now in the one seed after the no contest on Monday night, they have every incentive to play hard and play good. But then it just came out today that if they are the one seed and they play either the Bills or Cincinnati in that last game, then they're going to have to play at a neutral location anyway. But still plenty for Kansas City to play for. They've gone 5-0 and against the division this year. Patrick Mahomes, in his career, has never lost a road division game, and I think that streak is going to stop on Saturday. I Whoa. think Las Vegas is going to find a way to pull this one out. They've been scoring a lot of points. They played Kansas City very, very tight on that Monday night game earlier in the season. And every one of Kansas City's division games has been a little bit tighter than it should be. I think the largest victory they've had was six points against Denver, but then three against Denver last week, a one-point game against the Raiders, two three-point games against the Chargers. They don't I think like this the is, cover. And I think this is where the dam breaks a little bit. I think, you know, they, they've been a bit of a leaky ship with a couple of games over the last month. And wouldn't surprise me if um, they get that cold cold bucket of water over their head. Remember, they lost a late game last year to Cincinnati that people weren't expecting. That's right. I'm picking Las Vegas Saturday night to start the start the final weekend with a big surprise upset. All right. Everyone's plans in disarray. Absolutely. That'll change things a lot. Put other games into play a little bit more. And, and that game last year maybe propelled Cincinnati on their way to the Super Bowl. It won't be the case for Las Vegas this year. But maybe it'll be the lesson that Kansas City needs because there have been a lot of close games this season and they keep teams in it. They really and do. Las Vegas has had a decent second half, but their losses have been painful. The Awful. loss to the Steelers and the so loss many leads. to Indianapolis. But, you know, those pain, despite those painful losses or even with a better start, Las Vegas is a playoff team. This is the right way to end season one under Josh McDaniels. He's right. absolutely coming back next year. Yeah, so, the, the Raiders are too cheap, if nothing else. Now, exactly. Uh, Tennessee at the Jacksonville, an exciting Saturday afternoon game with a playoff spot on the line, essentially. Yeah, and you have Tennessee that's lost, I think, six in a row versus Jacksonville that's won something like four at five out of their last six. But, yep. you know, despite all that, momentum's going one way for one team and it's going the other way and you think it should continue. I'm picking Tennessee with the upset. Oh, all right. Pull it, Tennessee. I like what I saw from Joshua Dobbs uh, in Tennessee's last game where – you know, the, as much as no one's a big fan of Ryan Tannehill, 
that offense does run well with him under center. He's the game manager they need. And Joshua not, Dobbs. Oh, I see. I see what yeah. you're going to say. And and when Malik Willis came in, you just see there was no confidence. There was no faith. It was a one-trick pony of run, run, run. Yeah. And they couldn't throw the ball. Dobbs gives him enough of a threat. Henry, if he's healthy, can dominate. And Jacksonville's strength is really built around that solid running game. And that's the one thing Tennessee does well is stops the run. I just don't think Jacksonville is going to score the kind of points that they've been scoring for the last month. And I think Tennessee is going to have a little bit more of ball possession, steady hand behind the wheel. I think they find a way to win this one. All right. I see that. And and a low-scoring game favors Tennessee, I think, if it's the other way. Obviously, I think uh, 100%. But two two upsets on Saturday to open the final week of the NFL regular season. All right. It's like the first day of the tournament having a bunch of upsets happen. You get very excited. But then the next day is always chalk in that case. Pretty much. much. That's all right. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Now, Tampa Bay, this game has nothing really at stake, right? Tampa Bay is locked in. Tampa Bay's locked in, but they say they're going to play their starters. That's very systematic. Even all those years in New England, Tom Brady always played the last week of the season, and they still have things to fix on that team. I actually think this is going to be – last week they seemed to fix a lot in their offense um, against Carolina, and this week I could see them fixing a few things in their defense. I think Tampa Bay really forces a few turnovers against this Atlanta defense uh, – against the Atlanta offense, and Tampa Whit Bay will find a way to win this one handily. I, I- – I kind of agree on that. And and Tom might be racking up his last regular season, you know, statistics, and he likes to pad those stats. Yeah, he's playing next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he probably Tampa Bay. No, that's probably true. Uh we'll get to maybe at the end of this segment, we'll get to that prediction. New England and <clears> Buffalo, <throat> speaking of Tom Brady. Uh now this game changes a lot with the news that Hamlin is doing better, I think. Cause if he's, you know, if it's a bad outcome or, or if it's even more up in the air than it is right now, I think Buffalo is a little apprehensive and and maybe doesn't play as well. Now I feel like the lid's off. They're going to go crazy. Yeah. And, and they've beaten New England up the last several times they've played New England. The last three times they, they've smacked them around pretty good and coming home, all the emotion. I'm sure there's going to be a tribute. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fan appreciation. You know, considering the turnout and the way it's all it's all been. This is, you know, last week we talked about um the Giants. It was like their homecoming against Indianapolis. And I feel something similar for Buffalo. I'm predicting 33 points for Buffalo Ooh. in a victory. All right. Now we go to again what could be a crap sandwich, but the number one uh thanks to Philly kind of sliding here at the end. I believe Minnesota has a shot at the number one seed. Is that correct? Actually, I think Minnesota losing last week might have taken them out of it. I'm not 100% sure. They lost too. That's right. Yeah. I think they're down to the three seed right now. Oh, my. And San Francisco's up to the two. And that'll hold if all teams win. But with Minnesota, because they've now lost two in a row, um, this is the worst thing you can do is go on a losing streak into the playoffs. Remember, Pittsburgh did this a few years ago where they started out like 11-0 lost five of their last six, something like that, and went out in the first round to a much lesser team. And Minnesota, Chicago is actually right now has the number two pick. Chicago, if losing, could help them get the number one pick, depending on what happens in Houston, Indianapolis. So I have no doubt Minnesota is going to win this game. It's really, this is a corrected game. This is, you know, that they, they don't get a bye week. They get a correct it week. And that's what they have this week against Chicago. Yeah. And, and Fields isn't playing. So I, I agree that Chicago is looking, boy, if they had the number two pick and they don't need a quarterback, 
They'll, mm-hmm. have, they'll take a lineman, one of those defensive They also have other picks coming to them, too. They're loaded this year. That's right. All right, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Divisional game. Again, number one seed up, possibly. At play. Yeah, and this, and this one becomes very interesting because if Baltimore, it was approved by the owners, if Baltimore had Cincinnati lost on Monday, this game would be for the AFC North Championship. So if now, if Baltimore wins this week, their game next week, assuming they'll play in that wild card round, because that's what it most likely looks like will happen, that'll end up happening at a coin flip. We'll decide where they play that game. And for that reason, this means so much more to Baltimore. This is the difference between, you know, winning this game on the road and then coming back at home and having a chance with Lamar Jackson next week versus losing this week and then having to go back to the place you just lost to go back at it again. And I'm going to say that that's what Baltimore is going to end up doing. Cincinnati is going to win this game because Lamar Jackson, it does not appear is going to no, play. hasn't practiced no. all week. And with no Lamar Jackson and a hurt um, Huntley, I just I don't see how they can score enough points to beat Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati, likewise, is going to have a bit of an exhale from that situation because, you know, he wasn't their teammate, but they were there and suffered. You know, they saw the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and T. Higgins is going to get as big as a round of ovation and applause and that's support exactly anyone right. on that lineup. That's exactly right. Uh, maybe at maybe. least one touchdown for him. That's I was going to say there might be a little bit of fantasy advice in there. OK, now a game again. The, this is your shit burger, but it is the number one pick at stake, perhaps Houston at Indianapolis. Yeah, Houston at Indianapolis is going to be um, probably the best game of the weekend because you expect (laughs) it to be the worst. And, you know, and Indianapolis, you want to believe if you're a fan of Jeff Saturday that this team will rally around him and give him one win before they send him off on an ice raft somewhere. But the truth is they hate him. They don't play for him. Um, They don't want him there. And, you know. And Houston's actually played pretty well over the They've won a game. Yeah. And they've been competitive in some other games. And there's people there who are actually playing for something. It's not a guarantee they get rid of the coach. It's not a it's, hey, it's that's a, guarantee a Super Bowl they, coach right there. Yeah. And they'll probably do something else at quarterback, but you know, still, I, I think Houston's gonna win this game. I think they're gonna um win it by a touchdown. And I think they're gonna win their way out of the number of getting the number one overall pick for I think uh. the third year in a row. I mean, I remember last year that both the Jets and Giants, I think, won their last game of the season, and that, like, screwed up their pick. Maybe the Jets didn't. You play to win the game. That's right. That's right. I guess you do. Uh, I'm predicting a tie in that game because I think (laughs) if any game is going to end in a tie, that's the most painful one. All right. Your Jets at Miami, who I believe you you might be the third-string quarterback for Miami in that game. They are down to Skylar Thompson, Kansas State. It is, but the Jets. The Jets announced this morning that Mike White is not playing. And instead of going back to Zach Wilson, they're going to Joe Flacco. Yeah. And I I have to think that the reason they're doing this, some people are like, oh, it's proof they're giving up on, on Zach Wilson. I think this is going to be Joe Flacco's last career game. You know, for, former first round draft pick, former Super Bowl MVP, has hung around a lot longer than people thought he would. Got and- a huge contract after that Super Bowl. A bet on himself and won. And, you know, why would this not be his last game? You know, he is one of the five oldest quarterbacks in football, along with Brady and Rodgers and Ryan. So it's this just makes sense. I, I, I get the impression that he's getting the start as a bit of an honor, as a bit of. And he's been on this team with some of these guys for a while. 
against the third string quarterback in Miami, I think the Jets show up for Joe Flacco and send him out on a win. I think he gets one last high five. He's not going to get carried off or anything. No, no, no. It's going to be the Joe Flacco appreciation hour to end the Jets season. Well, you know, it looked like he didn't want to come in that last game that he uh, he entered. Uh, but this one, I do think if it is his last game, he's going to he's going to give it that old college try at the end. I agree. All right. Now, uh, rest in peace to your Carolina prediction. It went pretty <sighs> far. It went pretty far. And that was a very close uh, game. But just can I just say for a second about that game? One, when they were up 14, nothing and then gave up 10 points in three minutes to end the half. I knew it was over. Yep. I knew at that point when they went up 14, nothing, I'm like, they're going to do it. And then it was on that turnover. And when they gave the ball, to the, the fact that they held them to three and didn't give up a tie, you know, gave you some hope, but I've, I'm a New York Jets fan. I've watched Tom Brady for over 20 years, the way he picks apart and picks apart three yard gain, two yard gain, four yard gain, long touchdown. He threw three balls over 15 yards last week and they were all touchdowns to the same guy in the yep. same spot. He still it, is one of the top. If you have one drive, he still is one of the top five quarterbacks you want. It's it's the brain. I was explaining this to my girlfriend who's not a big football fan. She goes, what makes him so good if he's not so much greater an athlete than everyone else? Yeah. And I said, it's the brain. Yeah. Tom Brady pre prepares so much. And then he spends all game setting you up for the fourth quarter. Yeah. He spends all game letting you get the advantage for somewhere because he knows he's going to come back there at the end. The man is playing he's he's playing three-dimensional chess in a Definitely world where is. other people are playing checkers yep and, and he's seen it all and done it yeah i hate it, him but i hate him everything, too everything but, you say is true i i mean when that's when they gave up that i was like it's over and then when they gave up the the last long touchdown i just couldn't believe it and, and but he's carolina so yeah he gets rid Carol of the ball quickly too that's the other thing uh, i wanted to say uh, about that him. oh absolutely that's you know where it starts and that's a stubbornness other quarterbacks have where they they you know like he's realized i'm going to take a little over the risk of taking mm -hmm. a lot yeah most times no and he's made the decision you know where a lot of guys look in their receiver and they know where they're going to throw the ball before it's snapped but they look at their receiver the whole way he does it in a way he knows exactly when he's going to give a three yard pass to Godwin without before the ball snapped. Yep. But he does it in a way where he still gets those three, four yards. And that's all he needed. That's the, that was the whole point. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But back to Carolina, they, you know, the last 10, uh, 10, 11 weeks for them have really been remarkable after that one and five start. And I really think, you know, now they're five and five since then. And I think they, you know, this is another team that came together. They traded all their pieces. They were left for dead. They were ranked last in the league. And then they got to play meaningful football with two weeks into the season. New Orleans defense has been great for the last two months. And I don't expect Carolina to score enough points. But I think they grit their way to a one-point victory and just send Steve Wills. I don't think he's going to get the full-time job. There's been no indication from ownership, but sent him out with a winning record, sent him into the offseason as a hot candidate. Yeah. I think this team, it's another one. Let's win one for the Gipper in this one. New Orleans is coming back in full paces, and I know they've won three in a row, but Carolina, they. I think this is one where you just want it a little more. I, I, I agree with you on that. I'm taking a pause for a second. Is it up in that drawer there? How about the other drawer? Both drawers and this top drawer. Oh, I know uh, where the coins are, the quarters. We're keeping that in, folks. That was that was <laughs> that was my wife looking for my wallet. Uh, she knows there's nothing in there. 
but uh yeah we'll keep that in keeping it real okay so uh yes i am actually predicting new orleans wins that i you give a compelling argument though for wilkes and i hope he does get another job because he's done a great job this season you know mm-hmm. in a horrible circumstance with some of the worst quarterbacks in the league Mm-hmm. They they released one of them. I mean, and they know. traded their number one uh, running back was traded. Their number one wide yes. receiver or their number two wide receiver was They're, traded. Yes, they were left with scraps, and they pulled it together and almost got there. Um, That's true. You know, uh, he should. He deserves it. Who knows if he will get it? The only reason New Orleans might win is again they've given away their draft pick and they want it to be worse for whoever <laughs> gets it. And their defense has been strong for like Very six, strong. seven games now. They haven't given up more than 20 points in a while. And yep. Carolina is not going to be the team that goes over no, 20. Yeah. Them, so. This is this is a low scoring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, this could be another one. You got a little bit, a few more points on the board here. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. may have a playoff spot on the line. They may have a playoff spot on the line. And Mike Tomlin is going to finish, could finish over 500. Again, going another year without Remarkable. a losing season. This was the season that was supposed to be the losing season. And, you know, it's pretty amazing. I, Cleveland has not done what you'd think they do. It, it appears that Deshaun Watson coming in week 11, as talented as he was, you know, coming in week 11 just wasn't the answer. Getting the full offseason. Cleveland will be back next year, but so will Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh will be there this week. Ten-point victory for Pittsburgh. Yeah, that division is getting tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a, that is perhaps you know who who knows. We thought the the AFC West was the toughest this season, and they yeah. uh, there are a lot of shit burgers there. All right, so Giants at Philly, not not as much at stake for the Giants. Well, not for the Giants. The Giants are pretty well set where they are, and Philadelphia needs to win to keep that one spot after losing two in a row. I mean, if yeah. they lose and the and Dallas wins, Dallas will take the division. Philly will be on the road next week yeah, against Tom division. Brady. Yeah, where they lost last year as a wild card team. So Philly's got tons at stake here, and the Giants have nothing at stake. And it wouldn't be surprising if the Giants, if this game is a 10-point game in the second half, if they start sitting a few people and getting it ready. But I do think the Giants will cover this game, but I'm picking Philly to win. What's the spread on this? It's double-digit, and I just don't see it being a double-digit victory. No, I agree. Dayball's not the kind of coach who's going to give that kind of lead up. And and there'll be guys on this team playing for their roster spots for next year. Some of the guys who are, you know, 45th man on the roster wants to be the 35th man next year. That's right. That's probably a million bucks in that uh, advancement. Dallas (laughs) at Washington. And once again, Dallas playing for something, Washington playing for nothing. And I thought it was interesting. I'm curious actually to watch this game though, because did you see about T- Taylor Heineke this week? No, they were gonna go. They were gonna go back to Heineke this week instead of Wentz's starter. Heineke apparently stood up and spoke for the rookie who's been working Washington's who they drafted, and I don't know his name, but Heineke. Sam Howell. The, yeah, and Heineke went to the coaching staff and said he deserves to get this last start. And he's going to start week 18 for Washington. <laughs> and for that reason and many more, I think Dallas is going to win. But I am curious to see what this guy does. And, and Heineke, who's also another guy playing for a job, showing he's a real team guy and a locker room guy, you know. I think Heineke also knows he's playing somewhere else next year. And he, no, he could still return to Washington as the backup or the transition. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think someone's going to offer him more money to back up somewhere else. I just think. Well, in the Snyder thing, we'll see. This could it be could Danny happen, Boyce. 
he, he's proven game. himself to be a team guy with this move, um, given, given the way the last start. And I think that's going to carry him uh, pretty far. Yeah, he'll, he'll, some, some, uh, you're right. Some big-ass rich billionaire is going to be like, I like the way he gave up his spot for the, for the Carolina guy. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop doing my impression of, you know, six NFL owners combined into one. Our Los Angeles Chargers at Denver. Is there anything at stake for the Chargers here? The Chargers say they want to secure that five spot because if they don't secure that five spot and then Baltimore wins, they can end up moving down to six. So there is a chance and they say they want to secure it and it makes all the sense in the world to want to secure it. Um, And I think they will. I think, you know, this team, I said it after week 10 or 11 when they were still at 500 team. I said, I I think Chargers are still going to make it to the playoffs. I think they'll finish the year as a top 10 team once they get healthy and they just keep getting healthier and healthier. And there's no reason to think that Denver, you know, with the season they've had, I know Denver put up points last week on Kansas city, but it was still a 10 point game until late. So, you know, every reason to believe the Chargers are going to continue their streak and, and go play the winner of the AFC South next week. It's interesting, you know, sometimes having the early season injuries is better for your team because guys are going to get injured at some point anyway. Mm-hmm. So so having them come back is better than having them go out at that point. Obviously, what 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 a genius statement I've just given. <laughs> uh, now, Denver losing, of course, Seattle's loving that because they get their draft pick. And here's a game that the Rams, you know, they got nothing to play for. Seattle. Is it win and you're in? No, Seattle has to wait for Green Bay to see what happens. Yeah, they do. And so Seattle's got to win anyway, because if Seattle loses and Green Bay loses, then Detroit has a chance at that spot. So right. Seattle has to, so for Seattle, it's a win and wait. Yes, win and wait. <laughs> win, and wait. win and wait. Yeah. Let's hang out in the locker room and watch the game together. <laughs> right, you know, right. And hope we're not like, you know, bashing our helmets against the lockers by the end of it. Yeah. But I, um, you said the Rams don't have anything to play for. Well, the Rams haven't had anything to play for about a month, month and a half, other than the development of Baker Mayfield, but, and, and, and the development of the running game. You and I spoke about this a month ago when it was clear they were out. And I said, let them develop a running game and let them work on that. So next year, Matthew Stafford has something other than Cooper cup to lean on. You're right. And that, and that running game, even though they lost last week, that running game was very strong. So I think and Seattle has been very, very vulnerable to the run week after week after week. So I, I do think once again, I think this game will be closer, but Seattle's the team that needs it and Seattle will be the team that wins it. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. And and it's, you know, Cam Akers was almost cut from the team earlier this season. Well, he they didn't want to cut him. He has to be cut. Ah. He has to be released and they won't let him go anywhere. And, you know, Cam Akers was supposed to be the, you know, the the workhorse last year. Then he got hurt, came back in the playoffs. And then this year he was supposed to be the workhorse, was unhappy with something. And that, you know, they kept it in-house pretty tight. But if I'm a running back in the NFL and I'm not getting used, that's okay with me. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, there's a contract. At, at well, the that's end, but... exactly that's you just use the magic word, because if you're a year three running back and you're hitting in the to the end of your rookie contract, you want to put up big numbers now. Yeah. So you yeah. get paid big. You don't want to be used sparingly. So a team thinks they can yeah. get you at a discount. Yeah. That was why I thought Debo Samuel did what Debo Samuel did. I don't think he ever wanted to leave San Francisco. I think he didn't want to sign a contract extension after a year with Trey Lance. He was happy with the year he just had yeah. and wanted his contract extension now smart uh yeah he got it 
and he got it, it. Out. and 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 you know he didn't have the season this year that he that would have gotten that contract so no he, he would have had to wait another stuff. year that's right uh and and it may not have been the same offer no arizona at san francisco now for, the 49ers should know at this point right the philly well, game will be over they're locked into either the two if they're locked into the one, two or three, right. that's that that's a gimme. If they win, there's a chance they can get that one. If they lose, there's a chance they can get that three. Yeah. So, you know, and Arizona, you know, another team not doing well, not playing well, nothing to play for. I San Francisco, 20, 10, 20 point win. Yeah, I think so. You're right. There's there's nothing going on there for uh, for Arizona. And now what could be a really interesting, fun, everything-on-the-line game, or it could have a lot less at stake, Detroit at Green Bay. Now, Green Bay wins an in, right? Yeah, Green Bay controls their own destiny because even if they um, they haven't won yet, they'll have the better conference record than Seattle, assuming they win this game. But I don't think they're going to. I think Detroit... And Dan Campbell, this is the statement game that they've been waiting all season to make. This Detroit team that started so poorly and everyone was like, you know, the GM was in over his head. This coach isn't a real X's and O's guy. And we talked about this. Ownership came down from the stand, showed up to a practice, got in front of the press and said, "Uh uh-uh, I met with the coach, I met with the GM, I asked all the questions, I like the direction, I believe in our management team moving forward. And that was what it took for all those guys to say, you know what, we're here, let's go. Maybe, yeah. And they, without a top 10 quarterback, without a top 10 wide receiver, without a top 10 running back, they have been able to just smash people and leave them confused and beat them up and bite their kneecaps. Yep. And the and the game that was supposed to be their their takeout game was the Thanksgiving game against Buffalo. That was supposed to be their breakout, but you saw a bad penalty at the end and a little same old Detroit. But Green Bay is not Buffalo, and this oh. is Sunday night, and this is the last game of the season. And Dan and Campbell. And it's Dan, not in a dome, which would have not, favored uh, Rodgers. It would have. And, you know, Green Bay, the way to beat Detroit is to run all over them. And maybe Green Bay will run all over them. But if Detroit goes up early in this game, if Detroit can smack them in the mouth with two touchdowns in the first quarter, it's going to force Green Bay to throw, and they're not going to win that game. So I am picking Detroit 27 to 13. All right. Ooh, and a score too to end that. All right. Well, we will have you back next week because the playoff games, of course. Uh, but thank you for being here all season. And f- tell everybody where they can find your stuff. Uh, www.profootballmax.com. All right. The football consigliere. I'll see you this Sunday. And uh, folks, uh, keep listening. Yeah. I'm just going to stop it. You know, nobody's hearing any of this anymore. It's already added out. Uh...